<laughs> so well. Now it's ripped the left field. That ball is going to be over the head of Anderson. One high up against the wall. Sanchez will be at second with a double. His first extra base hit in the big leagues. Welcome to the Extra Base Podcast. I'm Jeevo. I'm not a baseball journal. And um, holy shit, Roger, two nights in a row. Look out. That's, That's amazing, mate. I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've um, no idea. Have you from Tim? Touchwood, quick. Heard from Tim? Um, Roger's frozen. Good start, Rog. Anyway, there's Tim. Tim's uh, currently sick. There it is. Tim's currently sick. So um hope you feel better soon, mate. Um I know that you know being a Sox Foundation member, you would have loved to be doing this interview, but um sucks to be you sick, mate. But you know, look after yourself. Hopefully we'll get you back on board soon. Uh, look tonight, special guest Tony Harrison, also Mike Jarvis. Um look, you know, it's it's all blue socks. I want to find out what's going on, how how everything's been going, you know, for the season. And um, and obviously, you know, speak to Mike about you know his his time in Australia, what he's found good, what he's found not so good. Um, is he coming back? All that sort of stuff. But um, well, we'll, do, we'll just bring the guys in. Evening, guys. How good evening, gentlemen. How we doing? Good evening. Good mate. Good. How are you? Good thanks. All good. So, um, Tony, mate, um, tough weekend. <laughs> As I said before, but every weekend's a tough weekend. <laughs> uh, is um, you know, to be perfectly honest, this league this year is tougher than um, I can ever remember it. And when you look at uh, you know eight teams down to six, some um, uh, you know obviously New Zealand and your long career out of it this year, and it's uh, it's really put the focus on you know the six teams that are remaining, and it's. It's tough. Every you know, not one game is a, is an easy game, nor nor should it be. Um, but in the past, there seemed to be that you know the club that you could sort of go in and you think you know we'll get three here or we'll try and sweep. But uh, this you know this season has just been one of those seasons where certainly in the first half that anybody could beat anyone. You know, Adelaide were dominant early, yes, 
Um, you know, they got off to a really hot start. Then they come into Sydney and we, you know, we took two off of them. Um, and they, you know, they were, uh, you know, they were miles ahead of everybody else at that at that point in time. So, at any given at any given stage and any any given uh, game within that four game series, anybody can win. And then when you just look at the matchups, um, how the matchups compare, uh, that's obviously where a lot of the differences are. You know, man on man, and um, then it comes down to performance. And, you know, we've actually, you know, with our record, um, 11-21, I did uh, uh, some overview just uh, oh, the last couple of weeks, actually. And we've, we've lost 11 games out of the eighth and ninth inning by one or two runs. Now, there's been a couple where we've had, you know, more than a couple of runs added in those, uh, in those later innings. But uh, we've been in... We've been in so many, so many of those games that uh, you know, if we come out of those with one, a little bit of luck. Um, two, we know it's a game of inches. You know, a ball here, a ball bounces there, um, a strike call, a ball call, count rolls over, etc. Things change. Um, if we could pick up, you know, maybe four or five of those, you know, even a third of those wins, you know, we're right back in that in that hunt. So, you know, there's a lot of lot of really good positives that's come out of it. But uh, when you open it up with a tough weekend. Yes, mate, every weekend's a tough weekend. I know that was a pretty long-winded answer, but it's, we, you know, the couple yeah. of points made, I guess. And I, I, you know, you've made a couple of changes too, obviously, you know, you, you've swapped around, you know, your, your lead-off batter, you've done, you know, done a few things differently on the weekend, obviously, you know, that sort of contributed to, you know, obviously trying to get more run production. Is that... Yeah, more so lefty-righty matchups, you know, yeah. um, and we don't, you know, we don't have we don't have a lot of flexibility with that. Um, and you know, when you've got a twenty-two man roster, and this is the same for all clubs, twenty-two man roster, great. We split it down pretty much 11-11. So we have eleven pitches, eleven position players. You got nine on the field. You got two moves um, as a manager. So you're pretty handcuffed in terms of oh, you know, well, it's a lefty, so we're going to load up with our righties or vice versa or. Um, and it's not really the case, you know. You have, you have a catcher or a backup catcher in that, in those two extras, and generally the other ones are utility type guy that can play anywhere um, and add value that way. So, so there's not a lot of moves. Um, and then what we try to do is, you know, um, the guys that are hotter at the time maybe hit at the top of the order um, and get them through, you know, maybe an extra at bat through the game, um, or they come up you know, in, in the crucial situations in the game. But, um, um, yeah, look, there's not a lot of mixing and matching, to be perfectly honest. Um, we always try and put the best lineup out there in every game. We believe as staff and as the team and as players, I'm sure, you know, Mike could buy into this, is that every game that we win, we match up. Um, we, you know, we believe that we can win. Um, you know, you put the Yankees against, uh, you know, a, a bottom, a, a bottom, a lower lower uh, place club in one or two games, anybody can win that game. Now, over seven, eight, ten games, e.g. a World Series or something, well, then Cream's probably going to rise to the top. But when you go in with four games, you know, and that first game, you want to try and start with good momentum, get that first win under your belt. Um, and if not, you want to get the next one. And we believe that every, as I said, every game that we go out and play, that we've got a chance to, to, uh, to compete and a chance to win. Um, and, you know, we've had a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of stuff going on, you know, with the club in terms of injury. And I think 
12 or 13 player moves throughout the roster. A lot of, you know, a lot of people don't see that. They just see the lineup yeah. and, and don't really know what, you know, what's going on behind the scenes. But um, when you don't have an enormous depth uh, in terms of roster, um, you know, you can't just, you know, flip someone in for Mike Jarvis uh, out of, out of, uh, you know, the local league. Uh, it's, you know, that's hard to do. And, and with no disrespect to any other leagues, you know, it's just, it's just hard to find that calibre of player. So, um, yeah, it's, um, uh, we've, had our, uh, we've had our challenges, mate, that's for sure. But uh, it's been, um, you know, all things moving forward uh, in a positive manner and, and uh, really, really good future for, uh, for things ahead. And I, I guess this question sort of more towards Mike, but, um, mate, first of all, welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Australia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And, um, mate, how have you found playing ball in Australia? Um, I have loved it. Um, generally, or Australia in general, have loved. Um, I've met a ton of great people. Um, learned a lot so far from being here. Still have a couple of weeks. I'm hoping to get some more um, good experience and wisdom from guys. But I have uh, I've loved it. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get more into it. And how do you find the level of baseball compared to what you've played over, like overseas? I've actually been really impressed, um, truthfully. I didn't know what to expect. I've heard things from people who have played here in the past, but um, I've been really impressed. I think the level of play is, like, put it bluntly, higher than I was expecting. Um, Just talent-wise, competition-wise, and maybe that has to do with the the fewer teams this year, like like Tony was saying. Um, But, yeah, put it simply, I've been impressed for sure. And yeah, you, uh, you want to... I was just about to say, have you been finding the ball traveling in the ballparks? You enjoying it, or um, some more than others, others for sure. Uh, it seems yep. like it depends on the day in a lot of places. Um, Sydney definitely, for the most part, does not play small. Put put it that way. Um, but I think it's a good challenge, especially for someone like me who, like my game, is more hitting line drives, keeping the ball low. I'm not trying to hit homers. Um, it's a good challenge for sure. Um, and it's kind of a daily reminder that to uh, keep that focus, put it that way. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's been it's been good in that way. Probably um, like to play every game at, um, up, at, um, up at the Bandits, wouldn't you, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, no kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, going, going into Brisbane's tough in the sense that hitters can change their approach just when you get there and you go, well, you know, um, 360 straight away centre field. It's, you know, we're out there at 410, 415. It's like all of a sudden, you know, you think, oh, this might be the, you know, this might be the field that I can, um, you know, tally up a few long balls. But, uh, and, and and that can mess mess with mindset, you know, what you are and what you train and, you know, what, what the type of hitter you are, all of a sudden you, you come out of that a little bit and you come out of your swing, you come out of your playing, your approach, whatever, and it affects a lot of things. Very hard to pitch in as well. So both sides of the baseball, you know, Timmy Atherton, when we recruited him, I had him and we, up to, we went to Brisbane on week two and um, I had him talk to the group just – He'd pitch in that ballpark in the smallest ballpark in 
organised baseball um, for um, for five years and continue to be one of the best pitchers in the league. So his approach um, was good for our pitchers to hear, but also on the flip side for our hitters to hear it also. So yeah. and we got walked off there once and we lost one in the tenth. So you know, same old, same old. So. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess one of the one of the things that we were talking about off air, obviously, you know. Everyone compares, you know, the ABL, you know, that you know, you've got heaps of young state league guys that could come up and, and, and play. And like as you touched on before, you know, this is probably the best you've seen the ABL in a long time. Um, you know, and I, look, I hear a lot of chatter about it all the time. I'm sure Roger hears the same thing. Oh, you know, someone so should get a shot at playing, you know, from state league to ABL. Can you just kind of explain? The difference, like obviously, you know, there is a level difference, and we see not a lot of guys that actually go from that state league level to the ABL level. Can you just sort of give us a bit of a an understanding of, of sort of you know how that sort of comes about? Sure. Firstly, being Australian, I wish that we got back to more of uh, an Australian content um, and having our affiliated players in, kind of like the one version. That's in an ideal scenario. You know, we want to continue to develop our local our local players, um, <clears throat> and you know how they get that shot. They got to get a chance. They got to get in a lineup. They got to get it back. They got to pitch the you know better hitters, etc. And everybody grows and evolves from that. But <clears throat> that being said, um, as other teams, you know, I think the first the weekend against Adelaide, that's sixteen imports. Now we're not going to go down that route. You know, we we want to draw from. You know the state league. We want to we want to get um, as many um, and, and Darren. You know ownership is very very high. That's a high priority for them and us and me as an Australian coach. Um, you know, having coached the national team for twenty years, we want Aussies to to play. There's a balance there though. You got to get that balance right because we want Aussies to play, develop, and evolve and continue to grow in the game. We don't want to run those guys out of the game. It's the last thing I want to do. That's the last thing we want to do as an organisation. Um, but if you're going up against Adelaide with 17, 16 imports and, you know, the likes of that, um, this is really hard. So then then it's that balance of, hey, we have we need to, you know, we need to reload or, or uh, load up so that we can compete. Um, <clears throat> and this year, I would say that what the ABL used to be here to state league, the ABL is now so far ahead of a state league level of play. Um, so it's very, very difficult to be able to justify, um, you know, ha- having more of the more of the local players when, um, when you're up against, you know, clubs that are reloading and reloading with more and more imports. Now, there is a point system with the, with the imports and they can, you know, you can, you can bank points and, you know, like independent league players are certain, higher points than an affiliated player like Mike is. Um, so there's a real push to get affiliated players and Asian players into yeah. the ABL, not so much independent league players. Um, so there is that balance of, you know, getting it getting it right, um, getting the amount of imports in that can help bolster your pitching depth and or your, you know, key positions, um, but also get the Australian content in so they can continue to develop and we can go and do good things in WBCs and Olympics and, uh, and alike. Um, and, uh, but also be a competitive club. 
Um, yeah. But right now, I would say this is by far the biggest gap. Um, and I watch state league games. State league games. We've had, uh, you know, we're drawn from state league uh, players, um, albeit imports. Um, and um, you know, as I said, I think we've got had thirteen guys on the IL at one stage. That the old DL, which is now the IL uh, injured list. Um, at one stage, we had 13 guys. So, so you know, our development player list is really important and having those guys, um, you know, coming back from college um, and filtering them back through the system um, is really important. We want to retain those guys. We want Sydney to be the club that they want to come back to and play for and aspire to play for. So, so there's lots of elements there. We've got to fly the flag. We've got to, you know, we've got to say, hey, this is, you know, if you come back where we want you to play, we're going to look after you. We've got great support, management, ownership, a good program on and off the field. Um, come back and play for us, yes. Um, so we're going to have a high content there and then we just need to add the right elements um, from overseas uh, through affiliations and ne- and networks um, so that we can get those key positions to, uh, uh, to help us compete uh, on a weekly yeah. basis. And like Jake Townsend's obviously, you know, season ticket holder, been for years, asking, you know, we continue to hear the Blue Sox will compete and be better. Do you think morale's at an all-time low? Um, I'd like to start just on that. I, I actually think that morale's pretty good, like, around the club. Like, if you watch the guys playing, you watch the intensity in the dugout and things like that, the guys want to be there. The guys the guys want to play. Um, and that's that's not just me saying that, you know, that as a, as a baseball fan, but it's, um, you know, I, I honestly believe that, yeah, like, the guys want to be – nobody wants to lose a baseball game. Um, you know that that that's my my thoughts on it. Um, maybe Mike, um, how do you find it? You know, being in the in the clubhouse, like you know, obviously you know, you've got no affiliation with any of us. Like you know, how do you find it? You know, week in week out. Um, among the players and the coaches, I think the morale is solid. I think we have a really good group of people. Um, everyone's doing their best, working hard every week, um, putting their best foot forward. We've had. It's been a tough season, no doubt, um, and there's frustration with that. But I think, I think the morale has been good among the club. Um, that's my opinion. That's my observation. Um, yeah. People are still competing, um, putting their best foot forward every week. Um, I haven't seen. I've seen frustration, which, um, I mean, it's not a surprise. But I haven't seen any anything with bad morale. Yeah, and. Um... Yeah, like Matt Cowles with Carolina said, you know, been a great asset to the season. Hopefully, you come back for multiple seasons. So, you know, like that's um, every time I hear your name, it's the ball hit to you. Like, you know, things in the hole, and you just, I don't know, you just keep making plays, mate. So, I guess it's But, um, yeah, Tony, obviously, you know, with, with the morale thing, um, you know, there are our observations, and obviously, you know, you, you know, you're running the site. You know, you know what's going on, and you know, and the coaches that you've got got within the side and within the squad um, have been around baseball for a long period of time. Yeah, I think it was Jake. The question's gone, but just in, in reference to Jake Townsend, I think it was. Yeah, um, yeah, great. It's a it's a really good question. And thanks for it, mate, and, and thanks for supporting us like you have. Um, I don't know if we've ever met, but um, please come and say hi. Look, you would assume that, that oh, win-losses are not there. 
But if you look at everything that the one the club's gone through from a physical standpoint, an injury standpoint, and then not having, you know, um, a, a lot of bad luck, I guess, when you put when you lose your, your number one starter in week three, and and then from there on, you end up with another ten or eleven guys on the IL. So, so that's that's tough. What we try, what we've tried to do, is create a better culture. So I'd rather use culture as opposed to morale. Within the team, the guys, um, there's absolutely no, no complaints, no qualms from a coaching staff to a, play, to a playing group or whatever. I cannot fault their, one, attention to detail, two, their ability to come out and work every week um, and what's asked of them. Um, on a weekly basis, or there's never ever been a an issue, or a you know a quib, or a you know are you serious? None of that. There's no egos. The guys, this thing works works together as one, and that's hard to do because every year it's a different group. So yeah. what we wanted to do was establish a culture, and this is the culture of the Sydney Blue Sox, and this is where it's headed in the future, and these are the expectations as a, as a team member, as a coach, as a you know, as a um, as a player in the clubhouse and on the field, you're expected to da 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 da. Um, and if if not, and I've I've got I don't know if we can say dickhead here, but I've got a no dickhead policy. I don't, you know, we we just don't we don't tolerate that. Um, otherwise, there's the door, and you know, we got you here. We can, or we've given you the contract. We can release you. Um, so whether it be local, in, you know, Asia, US, wherever. So guys toe the line, you know, and yeah. they work hard. They're here. They're not here. You know, these guys are getting paid pittance. We, it, this is not a financial thing. This is a more of a love of the game thing. And yeah. these, these players want to get better. They want to get to the next level, whether it be an Aussie player to trying to make a national team or Mike trying to make AAA club next year. Um, solidify himself in our organisation um, and get to the big leagues in two years. I mean, it's so that's from one end of the scale to a local kid that's come back from college that wants to make the under twenty two national team. Everyone's trying, trying their best. So we've we, we we've given them a vehicle and there's a um, there's that uh, environment that hey we you can come in, learn, flourish, grow, um, play, compete, struggle deal with the, you know, disappointment, get better, get back up again, you know, go. Um, not one complaint from me. And, and I hope that answers Jake's question because it's kind of like a uh, one you'd think, oh, you know, oh, 11 and, you know, 11 and whatever we're going to end up, 21 now, but whatever we're going to end up with um, over the next eight. Um, you know, we get 15, 16 wins, we end up fifth or we, you know, we win a bunch and we end up getting into the, in, into the uh, I think we're, we're eight back now, so you know it's going to be tough to get to where we need to go. But um, we need to finish as strong as we possibly can. And um, one would think, oh well, it must be it, it must be a real struggle town down there. But uh, you know, I couldn't be more prouder of the guys and the way they've handled themselves throughout the adversity. Um, and I and I believe that will only just strengthen, continue to strengthen the uh, uh, the culture that we have within the ball club and the organisation. Yeah, Rob Gilombardo just asked, you know, with so many Aussie kids going to college, has that dropped the talent playing state league around Australia? Like, do you see that as a... Yeah, look, it is, it is a, it's a real issue because um, when we sign a player, uh, like as a scout with Pittsburgh, go and sign, a, you know, 
we signed young Jaden Kim last week from Melbourne. Um, he's going to get to the DR uh, for a year or two, come back and he'll play. Now, as a, as a college, young college player, you don't see him for four years. So it, that's, a real, that's a real problem. And Sydney have probably got the most, you know, the biggest number of college players over the last five, six, seven, eight years. Um, that players have gone to college. Um, so, yeah, you do lose them. Um, you wish them luck. Um, and we always welcome them back with open arms. Had a lot of messages and whatever. The kids here for the Christmas break and want to pop in, say hi, want to take some BP, 1,000%, you know, because when you come back, this is where we want you to play. Um, you know, we want to try and give you that opportunity. Now, will you be good enough? That's on you. Um, but, you know, we want we want you to think Sydney Blue Sox when you come back to Australia. So, you know, we embrace the young fellas um, when they go. We embrace them when they come back for Christmas breaks. Um, you know, last year there was Funky Field had his famous home run derby thing. That was a lot of fun with all those, you know, kids that were back in town over Christmas. So, so we try, you know, we try and do that. They're always welcome. Um, and not always do they do it because they're home seeing family Christmas. We're on the road, didn't get to see you this year, but we'll see you next. But when they come back, we want them certainly to come back into our fold and our, our, our environment. And, uh, and one thing we need to do probably moving forward is working on a retention program there so that we, you know, we've got those guys coming back and there's a, there's a certain program for those young players. But um, um, that's, you know, that's sort of bigger picture stuff at this point in time. And as John Edwards, you sort of see, you know, very good comments from yourself, Tony. Um, obviously, you know, it should be shared throughout the league rather than sort of just, you know, just Sydney doing it, everyone should be doing it. You know, you know looking at the Australian players, you know, it's probably one of those things that probably does get missed a little bit. Um, you, know, you know, we sort of speak about Adelaide a lot and, you know, Perth and, you know, they, they lose four players, but they just bring four more players back in. And it's just it's just this continual, you know, motion of just having player after player just coming in. And, you know, but Perth do it every year. You know, Perth do it every year after Christmas, every year. They just they just bolster their team and away they go. And, you know, good luck to them. You know, that, that's their their way of doing things. But, um, you know, obviously, you know, Sydney do it a different way and, and that's okay too. Yeah, and, and appreciate the comment, John. You know, we're strong believers in it. Um, your lad, you know, we love to death as well. He's doing great um, in Melbourne. And and um, it's it's really, really important, you know, I, and I think being an Aussie and having been involved in all those programs through my career, um, you know, the MLB academies and national teams and, and, and alike, um, you have empathy, you know, you have, you have real empathy for this is where, this is where this direction should and could go. Yeah. We need, we need the, you know, we need the imports to a degree so that we can, we can bolster the league um, and that they make us better. Um, you know, players like Mike coming in and helping us win and helping us get better and, and him teaching the next young shortstop or, you know, second baseman that comes through the system. And, um, and, 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 you know, that's a, you know, working out with someone like Mike for two weeks out at shortstop throughout our workouts, that could be six months of experience for a young, for a young player. Um, so absolutely it's important, but uh, a, a bigger content I think is equally as important. Um you know, imagine what we could do is if if it was a four or six or eight import league limit um, had to come from here, here or here or affiliations or whatever, uh, and then the bulk of your roster was Australian players. Yeah. Um, 
you know, that, that sort of gives me gives me goosebumps a little bit, you know, 1.0 version. You know, yeah. my first seven or eight years of managing this league, we had four imports, um, all from LA, as that's who I was working with. And, and, and um, yeah, and not to say that it needs to go that far, but because we've seen success through where it's at, you know, where it's at, there's just got to be that, that balance, that's all. And I, I guess... The, like, um, yeah, say, do you think the calibre of player coming back from college has improved the league over the last couple of years as well? I, That's what's um, helping I don't to, see, to build that gap. I, I don't see enough of them coming back and actually getting playing time, um, Rog, to be perfectly honest. Um, and I'd love to see them, see more of them come back and get playing time. And, you know, I guess we're all guilty of it. <laughs> Excuse me. All guilty of it because <clears throat> you want to try and get that, you know, the high caliber player if you can. Yeah. And I guess like guys like Mike that obviously you know comes over here and you know he's been yeah, a freak at shortstop and you know <laughs> and like stuff like that and like it, it's really good to see um, now because like I think the last she's the last shortstop that we had in Sydney would have been probably Jacob Innes or um, you know you know. Or gift, you know, like they're the last probably yeah. two shortstops I've seen, you know. But then, you know, Mike comes along and, you know, it's just next level again. And, like, it's great to see. Like, I, I really enjoy watching good baseball. And, you know, I guess, you know, what opportunities? Like, obviously, you know, Mike, you're here, you know, you're, you're playing, you're doing a couple of things. So, you know, what's a, what's a normal week for you? Um, A normal week? Well, we train Tuesday, Thursdays. Um, I'll give like a home week, for example. Um, train Tuesday, Thursdays. Play Friday through Sunday, obviously. Um, and the, on the off days, um, honestly, try to explore Sydney as much as I can and try to soak up as much of the Australian life as I can while I'm here. Um, which, like, honestly, for the most part, just means hanging out, kind of going to the beach, Trying out cafes and restaurants, um, meeting new people. Tough life. Uh, <laughs> it's you know, yeah. <laughs> Today there's a little the bit lingo. of rain, but no, I'm just kidding. What's up? And um, who's how, who's how do you your, go with the lingo? How do you go um, with the lingo? Do you reckon Mike's yeah. got any idea what you just asked him? No <laughs> <idea>. <laughs> Clearly not. I've actually done some compliments on my accent, but I'm, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Um, hey, mate, how do you go with our lingo? I'm going pretty well, mate. Um, no, nice. actually, I've, I feel like I've picked up on it pretty well. Um, I've, I've learned some some lines that I like that I'm definitely going to take back to America. Have you seen Have you seen a drop bear? A drop bear? Is that a koala? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, slightly more aggressive koala, but yeah. It's, um, um, a couple I, of them hang around at Blacktown. Um, I don't think so. I don't think I have, unfortunately. I might have to go look for him one day. Yeah. Just be careful. Um, so who who are you rooming with? Who's your who's your roommate? So I have I got a I got a couple of, let me name them out. I have Joe DeLuca, Justin Wiley, DJ Artis, Drew Irvine, and Wyatt Hendry at the moment. Wow. I believe that's all of them. Right. That that's gonna give me some fuel for later on. But um, okay. so, Tony, I have a question. 
<laughs> Tony, I have a question for you from uh, Ryan Manfield. He, um, well, his first question was last night on his show when he actually asked me what was it like um, coaching your two sons. He said that's a G up. <laughs> You've lost me, mate. I have no idea what you're talking about. He was talking about Tyrell Harris and Vaughn Harris. Oh, okay, right, all right. <laughs> Sorry. It goes back a ways. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's Ryan, he's old, mate. You know what he's like. But he wants to know, how did you get so many brownie points to go to baseball? How can you accumulate so many points to be able to live interstate overseas? Because he needs some tips. <laughs> This is <laughs> clearly this is Marrow advice, is it? <laughs> Definitely, we're uh, we're all listening. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, he, he, here's the key. All right. Listen very very carefully. You need to find yourself a diamond. All right. So <laughs> I'm very very fortunate in that I've got the most supportive and gorgeous wife on the earth, I believe. And uh, yeah, I'm a very lucky man. So. Um, I've also been reminded numerous occasions how far over my skis I am, uh, which I'm fine about. Uh, I tell her she's a very, very lucky girl, and but I really know that I'm on the line. So, um, <clears throat> no, seriously, mate, I it, it's brown, you know, brownie points or call it whatever you like. I mean, I pre-COVID I was on the road 200 days a year scouting um, all through Asia and all through the US um, post-COVID. We've now got a little bit of a video program, which sort of alleviates that a little bit. I think we're sort of about 150 days now on the road, plus yeah. three months here. Um, I've just got, you know, my wife, Katie, she said, when this opportunity come up and Darren called me, it was, um, she said, you love to compete. Go, do it. You love it. Go do it. Um, and, you know, D Darren and Rob have looked after myself and the players uh, tremendously well. Um, we're blessed that we've got great ownership and great support, um, but uh, which makes it, you know, which obviously makes it better um, yeah. than, you know, than if uh, if we weren't in such a good environment. But uh, yeah, to have that support at home is super important. And an old farm director of mine, which I caught up in Brisbane, um, he was the farm director of the uh, Dodgers for thirty odd years through my my tenure there and fifteen years and. And he always used to say, you've got to keep the home fires burning. And what he meant was call your wife, you know, or call your son or call your daughter or, you know, check in, make sure you check in. And I caught up with him when we were in Brisbane. He was uh, in Brisbane with family uh, from the States. And um, I said, Charlie, I said, I, I keep telling anyone and everyone um, that's married or in a relationship to do the same thing. It's very important in our, in our game and in our sport. And I guess any professional sport. Um, or professional environment that you're in that takes you away from family, you've got to keep your home fires burning. So, I have empathy for and and a pure appreciation for uh, uh, for the support I get. And as I know, all our players and coaches and support staff do as well. We couldn't do what we do if we don't have the the support from yeah. our famous people back home. And um, Tony, where did you find Mike? Well, he's a Pittsburgh Pirate. He's, uh, he's one of our key uh, key prospects in our system. Uh, I, yep. I, I work with the Pirates, obviously, and yep. um, as a full-time uh, scout. So, yeah, so uh, part of the affiliation is that, um, I guess, having me as a skipper is that you end up with Pirate players. So that's how we, uh, that's how we find Mike. Um, and then, 
you know, we, we start with a big list, um, you know, probably two or three months out and our needs versus the hours in Sydney's needs versus in terms of positions um, versus um, the players that are available and the players that are willing to come uh, and want to come and be challenged and spend the, you know, Mike could, he could be home right now, um, you know, living life and on the West coast somewhere and, and uh, have a three month, you know, hiatus and just work out every day and, and hit the gym and take BP. But he, you know, he wanted to be here. He wanted to compete and, and, and challenge himself and, uh, and, and allow him to go to spring training, hit the ground running in great shape, great, great game form. And hopefully it works for him and he's able to climb the ladder and get to the next level next year. So for me, that's a win-win. You know, the player wins, the organisation wins as in Pittsburgh. We win as in Sydney. We get a great player. You know, we mentioned win-losses before and I won't go on about it, but we lost a game, uh, one of our last home games, and I was walking to the coach's room and these three or four, um, this family of three or four walked past me and they said, did you see that play the shortstop made? And the dad said that was worth the price of admission on its own. And it was a play that Mike made in the hole, um, one of his Jeter styles, uh, which he's uh, a little renowned for this season. Um, <laughs> but there it was, a family walking out. Yeah, we lost it in the last inning or, you know, I actually forget what it was, game one, three, two, three or four. But whichever game it was, we, you know, we'd given it up and it was like, you know what, you know, we're all disappointed. And then there's that family walking out. Did you see that play that shortstop made? That was worth the price of admission alone. So in getting our players and getting the higher caliber players, super important for a lot of reasons, um, like we talked about. Um, and that yeah. was just, yeah, we didn't get the win, but there were some happy fans that, you know, and two young, two young, fan, uh, uh, two young boys in the family, you know, maybe Mike's had inspired them to be a shortstop. You know, who knows? I mean, that's, you know, you We've got no idea how far the influence we have on, on the young players out there. I mean, we're always out there signing after games and those conversations that we can have and, and inspire the young, uh, the young players of, uh, of tomorrow. And um, Funky Phil said that um, it was the best he's ever seen live. So, Mike, that's a, that's a pretty good thing from Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's Thank definitely you, Phil. everywhere. I'm, I'm surprised Phil's not out, out there with you at shortstop taking grounders. <laughs> He's there for pregame, is he? <laughs> yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to take some with him. Funky Phil. He's everywhere, man. I tell you what, he's down, he's in the cage helping our guys and and uh, he's a, just a really passionate guy that the sport loves to be down there. And You know, then all of a sudden he flips into a crazy man you know, it's like, you know, hey, can you throw group three or group four? And then you look around and he's out there with his hat turned backwards and he's doing headstands and crazy stuff. So he goes from, you know, he goes from this guy to that guy. But, you know, we, you know, we love his contribution. We love his help and support. Um, and uh, and what he does with the crowd during the game is uh, is next level. So, you know, the more uh, the more funky feel, the, bit, the better. Um, and uh, And we appreciate him. Yeah, um, Jake's also asked another question. It was just more about, you know, about would it be better having more MLB connections rather than just the one? Um, obviously, you know, like other ABL teams. And if they had partnerships with the top MLB teams and just not the Pirates. Now, obviously, you know, that's a very long-winded type question, Tony. And, you know, I don't expect, you know, 
I don't expect miracles, you know. I know I understand that you know, you are with the parts, and you know that's that's just the way it is. I'll give you the I'll give you the concise version. Is absolutely one hundred percent. And I was talking to my wife before this call, and she said, "I oh, don't go on and on and on." I said, oh, "I just you know, I'll get, I'll answer the question." She said, "She said just be concise." I was like, "All right, dear, I'll be concise." So I'll be concise to that question. And yes, and it's something that we'll, we will do in the future um, because there, and that is not an easy thing to do, by the way. Oh, there's 30 clubs, but there, there's, there's a big cost involved. Like last year with our five position players that we had, we invested over 100,000 US. And that's for, a, that's for a small market club. That's a lot of money to invest in the off-season. We haven't invested quite that amount with uh, the three players that we have. Well, we've got Solo as well, so we're paying Solo. Um, and uh, and obviously Mike and Wyatt. And we had uh, Carlos here who went – he was one of our 11 or 12 guys that um, ended up on the IL, so he went home. So um, there's probably 70, 65, 70,000 US, so nearly 100,000 in that investment alone just to get those players down. Now they yeah. they know that they appreciate it. Um, you can't just go and knock on every other door and go, "Hey, do you want to drop hundred grand on sending three guys down or four guys down?" So this not an easy thing to do, but one hundred percent, there's no. This is not a monopoly. You know, we want to. We certainly want to spread the wings, and uh, if if we need to, uh, we will. Yeah. So obviously, you now we we go into you know this weekend. You know, you guys are what seven seven games back. Um, you've got Adelaide at home, and then obviously you've got Perth at, at um, so you got Adelaide in Adelaide, and then you've got Perth at home in Sydney. So I guess what's the what's the what's the what's the plan of attack for for Adelaide on the weekend? We're not afraid of Adelaide, man. I mean, to be perfectly honest, um, you know they come with a lot of bravado. They come with, and clearly it's a bit close to you know close to home for me. Um, because it is home, but um, you know, I know, I know the guys. I know the GM. They all played for me, and I had you know Tank played for us, and uh, um, I obviously know them very, very well. The team itself, um, it just plays on confidence. They're good players. They've got depth. Yeah. They happen to have a few of our guys too, which we're aware. Um, so um, they get on a roll, and they're hard to they're hard to stop. So. We've got to counteract that by not allowing them to get on a roll. And where we need to be and what we haven't been in, in some games or certain games is we need to be perfect to beat them. So um, now do you go out and go, guys, we've got to be perfect. We've got to be perfect. No, we just got to trust the process. And we realise that we've done the work. And by doing the work allows you to build the confidence in your own game. And then you can go out and execute. Um, but if we, if we give Adelaide an inch, well, then that crack opens and then yeah. all of a sudden it becomes a, a bit of a minefield. So we can't make an error. We can't, you know, keeping the walks down, you know, to an absolute bare minimum because it's not the single home run. It's the home run with two guys on that you walk that hurts you. The bigger the bigger numbers in the, you know, the crooked numbers um, in those innings. Um, so, you know, when we've competed well and we've, you know, we've, and we've either won or we've got, close to winning games it's been when we pitched well and we defended well and our offense has been light most of the year granted um but um when we've been able to execute 
um, and take care of the ball on defense and pitch the ball and keep guys off bases. You know, the one and two and solo home runs will happen, and they've got some they've got some power. Um, you know, we've got a very smart um, pitching coach and a very smart game plan um, that's adhered to by our pitchers and bought into the game by Wyatt Henry, our catcher, who's a really intelligent young kid, um, and probably one of his tools that's going to get him to you know, amongst his physical tools is what he brings to the mental side of the game. So, you know, we'll re- revise all that and go with a good game plan of how we attack their hitters because their offense is strong. Um, and we need to be good on the on the other side of the ball in defense too. And we get that chance to drive a guy in with two out or, you know, get a bunk down or push the guy over or do do the small things to get our, you know, our, our runs in. Um, then that's, you know, so was that pretty generic sort of answer? Yeah, but we know how Adelaide play. We know how to sort of counteract it, you know, to a degree. But we have to perform to our highest to be able yeah. to beat them. So does, does Mike just walk up say, "Hey Skip, I need to be in the lead off. Let's go lead off home run." Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's too nice a kid to, to do that. He's uh, he's re- he's respectful and he'll just hit where he's told to hit. <laughs> he um he's not hitting too bad at the moment, mate. So um you know it's uh it's good to see actually. I I actually really enjoy you know watching these guys. You know he's got pure swings and you know, it's just, it's actually really nice to actually watch you know some of these guys coming across. So, you know. Obviously in Sydney, you know, we you know there's probably that one in one in one hundred guy that hits like that. And um you know, watching obviously this season, you know, there's there's a lot of quality guys in that roster. Mm, mm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and Justin Wiley was was uh, was a big piece too to our to our offense. Um, you know, his where'd first game were in camp. Where'd you find him? <laughs> um I, I don't want to disclose that publicly, but uh, should we say should we say network? How do we get all our players, you know, through our network? So, um, yeah. I just thought it might have been a local Canberra kid. You've got, hey, listen, mate, you want to want a game with the Blue Sox, and comes out and just goes yeah. bang, bang, bang. I was like, wow. It's, um... No, we we do have one of those who's in Canberra at the moment. So. <laughs> Uh, Gideon, so he'll probably be on the roster this week. So uh, yeah. uh, with Campbell, got, yeah, Campbell's gone back to the States. So, so Rob's just started us another question. Is there a plan for the future to retain New South Wales guys playing for the Blue Sox? Also, what are your thoughts on multiple guys from New South Wales playing for other ABL teams? I hate it. You know, there was we got decimated three or four years ago just through whatever. Yeah. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't around, but... Um, um, yeah, I mean, the likes of to see this week Todd Van Stensel take the ball and try and close a game against us, that hurts. You know, to see Wilkins start game two or whatever he's going to start, that'll hurt. Um, to see Wingrove, you know, hitting, doing what he does whenever he does it, that hurts. So, um, yeah, Campbell's in, in Canberra. And, uh, you know, whether they're on the tail end of the, their career or whatever, they, they're Sydney guys. And, yeah. You know, yeah, do some take guys take advantage? Some teams take advantage and try and decimate a club or whatever. I don't know. I'm not on that flip side of that. I'm not accusing anybody of that. But um, I don't like it. And, and yeah, there's a plan in place. You know, Darren and I have talked about uh, uh, the future. And one thing that Darren was very clear on in our early discussions was we want to be an attractive 
organisation. We want to be an attractive club with a good culture, both on and off the field. We look good. We, you know, we play good. We've got a brand. Hey, do we win, lose, whatever? No, but we go out and give it all every inning of every game and we don't lay down and we don't, and we don't quit. Um, And if you come in our organisation, there's some expectations of how to act and how to be and what sort of person you are. There's some ethics and there's some rules and it's not ruley regulation, you know, oh, we've got to tick all these boxes. You've just got to act a certain way and be a certain person. Again, no dickheads. Um, and, um, um, and we want to be an attractive, we want to be that um, attractive club so that when these guys, maybe you're thinking about, you know, hey, I'm not going to have a look around this year or whatever, that we get into, a, you know, we get into that conversation or we get a chance to be at the table. Um, do we are we going to get all those guys that we might want to go and get, or you know, that might want to come to us? No, but we want to be able to be attractive enough that they consider us as an organisation, and that's that was one of the changes that we wanted to make in, from a cultural standpoint. So, is it about being eleven twenty one with two weeks ago? No, not yes, it is, but not it's not all about that. This is about building something for the future, um, retaining you know our current players. And then also being attractive enough for them, whoever it may be, to think about, you know, hey, if ever I want to have a look around, I might consider a conversation with these guys and see what they got to offer. Yeah. And, you know, like obviously, you know, watching Cambo hit two bombs in Canberra, like, <laughs> and I'm just like, really? Like, you couldn't have done that when he was playing for us, but obviously, you know. That's right. Obviously, the wind must have been blowing out that night. Because, uh, you know, he's fine off, eh? Like, what's going on here? It's, uh, you know, he's a good player. He's a good player. 37, isn't he? Turn about the clock, mate. (laughs) Yeah, look, yeah, he's at the tail end, twilight year or two or whatever. But, you know, that worked for him, I guess. You know, it it was close. There's limited trainings and he's got family and stuff. and. You know, sometimes it's more than just the obvious. You know, a lot of people um, assume some things and assume the yeah. obvious, and it's it's more. You know, that was a good lifestyle move for, for him. Um, gets a chance to drive in and play a few games and drive back out, and and yeah, gets his work at home or whatever he does. I mean, I don't, I'm not completely completely across his whole weekly schedule, but that was a good that was a good fit for him, and we respected the decision and uh, we wish him the best of luck and um, yeah, he's, he's done well for him. So he's a good player. He's a good person. Yeah. And you know, he's, he's a quality bloke. So, you know, that's, that's probably the, the most, and yeah, Shannon Bickles just said, you know, the greatest gentleman in the game and obviously he's a Cronulla boy. So Cronulla boy that lives in Newcastle, but anyway, Bickle, we won't talk about that. <laughs> so, he's a good person. Yeah. <laughs> But um, Mike, now mate, we're going to put you on the spot because um, yeah. what we do, what we do here in Australia is um, we like to, you know, make things a little bit interesting. So, okay, this, this segment is called is well, hang on, technical difficulties. This segment's called sixty seconds with Jevo. Now, this is a session, right? I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of questions, but I answer them as quick and as honest as possible. Okay, I'm ready. And so your time starts at the end of my first question. Got it. Nickname? Jarvo. Favourite food at the ballpark? 
GYG. Pineapple on pizza. You can. Favorite teammate. Favorite teammate. Oh, oh, come on. Can I pass that? It can be no. from back home. <laughs> um, freak. This is wasting all my time. I'm blank and I can't. I can't pick. I'm gonna skip. Come okay. back to at the end. Right. Most 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 annoying teammate. Um, Wyatt Henry. <laughs> favorite, <laughs> favorite coach. Um, shoot, this is a tough one too. I mean, how do I pick between Th Pops Ship? Became that's tough. Come on. Saved so, by the bell. Saved by the bell. But I've got two, I've got i got two two more for you. Um, Those are tough questions. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Favorite baseball saying. Um, hum now. <laughs> okay. Can I expand and, on that? <laughs> um. I think it means how it sounds. It's just kind of a just kind of a cheer for your boys, <laughs> or just a just a pick me up. Just come now. I can't really explain it. Must be an American thing. <laughs> and I think it is good, yeah, I'm the only one who says it here. Last last question for you: Have you tried Vegemite? Um, no, but I've I've smelled it and made the decision that I wasn't interested in trying it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told that it's great, and I, I should, and I probably will at some point. But um, no, a while ago, I someone had it out, and I smelled it, um, and I uh, yeah, I put that on hold for uh, for now. So you said that real thin. You said that white Um, that was that wasn't true. That was just the first name in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I love Wyatt. <laughs> You're probably looking uh, right at him, right? He's. I'm sure he heard me say that. Yeah, in the other right. room. Um, so what? What I want to know is who's who's the biggest Aussie pest in the clubhouse? Biggest Aussie pest. Can I ask what you mean by pest? Who who annoys Annoying. you the most? Oh come on! I'm gonna say Solomon, and if he sees this and hears this, he'll he'll know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, Solomon. Right, so um, you're off the hook now, Mike. Now it's Tony's turn. So um, this this could be fun. Because, Tony, we've got some special questions for you. Oh, okay. Um, we're not going to do the sixty minute thing. That's good. Yeah, yeah, we're doing the same sixty seconds, but we've got a few different oh. questions because a couple of <laughs> couple of guys just sent me a couple of messages. They knew you were coming on, so I had a couple of different. Oh, questions. right. Okay, all right, I've been set up, okay. Here comes the stitch. Hang on. You you guys were really good for 55 minutes, but yeah, there it is. Yeah, I get told that all the time. It's okay. So, nickname. Feathers, TH, two. Occupation. International Baseball Scout. Favorite baseball field you've played on? I've played on Norwood Oval. Okay. Favorite teammate ever? Mm, come back to me. 
Most annoying teammate ever. <laughs> uh, come back to me. <laughs> Least favourite coach you've ever played under? Um, just an old guy. He's not with us anymore and I probably won't. Yeah, I don't want to give his name up, but it's an old <laughs> guy that didn't play didn't play me in the Claxon Shield. And I was a catcher and we had a double header. He caught the same guy two games and I was like, really? So it, just because he played for his club, so. Anyway, right. God bless you. walk up song, Tony. Oh, I'd have to be something ACDC. I've never had one. We didn't have music back when I played. Um, there was no, yeah, we didn't have, we had wirelesses. We didn't have radio. No, I was only kidding. It wasn't that long ago. Um, <laughs> had to be something, uh, yeah, be a, be, be a upbeat ACDC sort of uh, thunderstrucky sort of thing. Yeah. I could see you rocking to that. <laughs> yeah. um, now, this, this is a question that I'm not sure what I'm going to get as an answer. Um, Great. Will the Bulldogs play finals in 2024? Holy heck. Are we talking AFL or are we talking... Either, either. No. And I've got no idea who they are. I've got no idea who they are or whatever, but no, they won't. They're not good enough. Okay, there you go. So, um, yeah, at least you're honest about it. It's, uh, you know, that's, that's what we do. But um, look, Tony, obviously, you know, thanks for your time tonight. Um, all the best for the rest of the season. Um, hopefully, you get a few more W's and maybe sneak into that uh, top four spot. And um, yeah, look, it's it's been a it's been a, obviously you know a pleasure having you on, Mike. Um, you know, keep Thank doing you. what you're doing at Broadstop. It's great to uh, it's great to see it. Um, now, Mike, I, I need to I need to get one thing off either of you because this is what we do here. We we if you hit a home run, we do something special. I want you to yeah. give us uh, give us a shout out at the camera. Just give us a wave. Just something. You want to wave at the camera. Just a wave at the camera, so we know it's for us. Because you know, like we don't get we don't get much love here. Um, you know, we're we're <laughs> our our budgets our budgets pretty tight. Um, you know, we've got to pay for Roger and um, too many shows up. Your house for the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, just um, something like that. Because yeah, that, that'd be uh, that'd be great just to have a bit of a bit of a wave. But um, look, guys, it's um, it's been great. Thank you again, and um, good luck for the rest of the season. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks thanks for your support for the game too, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks. Welcome. Rog. That was was fantastic. Um, I know there's a lot of fans (laughs) out there who are are still cheering them on. Like, my local club's got heaps. They're all all just right right on board with them. Like, they know they know it's been tough with those one run losses, the injury list, like they get it. So they're, yeah, there's, there's, the fans are still there. They're still supporting. Like there's nothing, there's nothing more you can do. It's a tough game with such a short season. Yeah. hundred percent. Like 10, yeah. 10 weeks, mate. Like there's, yeah. you've got, you've got no time to breathe. Like, you know, yep. it's it's ten weeks. And it's intense. What they get a week off over Christmas. That's it. Yeah, you, like, you blink and it's gone. Yeah, 
Um, newly, no tough questions here, mate. It's um, it's all love, <laughs> definitely all love. But um, you know, we um, mate, wait till you come on, mate. Actually, there, there's a shout out, newly. If you if you reckon you need to come on, and we'll we'll sort you out with some uh, with some tough questions, curly ones. Ask you how many the curliest ones. Yeah, how many clubs he's played for? How many home runs he's hit in the lowest grade using a tin bat, which is illegal? I won't talk about those. Either. We've all got a wonder bat. Oh no, TV's dropped off. Oh well, sorry about that, guys. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for all the support. Um, Jivo, when you're back, welcome back. Um, yeah, thanks thanks for everyone, and yeah, we'll catch you next time. Good luck, socks. Go socks. Now I'm here. I was just playing around, mate. It's all right. You're all back. You're back. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> you know. Just wanted to see you go by yourself, you know. And ah, mate, clearly... I was just, just doing the wrap, just doing a quick wrap up, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you jump back in. I'm like, oh, that's it. Yeah, Tommy done something, mate. Like, you know, oh, we can't wrap presents, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that. But, um, mate, no, look, cable yes. ties and duct tape. <laughs> Sunday night, Sunday night, obviously with um, Greg Castle. Monday night with um, the guys from Osborne about the prospects uh, college. And then on Tuesday night, we've got peak performance, um, you know, with throwing programs and stuff like that. So, yeah, it'd be great. So, um, yeah, look, thanks, everyone, for tonight. And uh, we'll see you again on Sunday. Yep. Go Sox. So well. I want to rip the left field. That ball is the over the head of Brandon.